I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. With us today, we've got producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And tonight, we are a podcast whose coolness level goes to 10. Nice. All the way to 10. All the way to 10. All the way. Not to 11. Not to, not tonight. <laughs> Next time it goes to 11. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Mm. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, y'all. Coffee sucks, but I really like beer, and you should buy me a beer. <laughs> so you go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a coffee, and you can buy me a beer. Thanks. And sign up for a membership, you get premium content like Whiskey Wisdom with Father Joe. Buy me a coffee, click on the link in the website. And we've got just one ask this month, and I, I can see actually people are listening because we seem to have a bit of an increase, so keep up the good work, people. Uh, take a moment, rate our podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. Make sure you leave a comment if you can. It's a big help for us. Yeah, skyrocketing, right, Joe? Yeah, it is. So thank you. Thank you, listeners, for doing that. we got a beer tonight. Yes, we do. Not our usual craft, you know, dedication to the craft, uh, carefully curated. That was a word we learned about <laughs> beer curated the other day. Nice. N- not so much. Not I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read right off the bottle. I know usually don't try and do that, but this says brewed by our own original process from the choicest hops, rice, and best barley malt. Brewed and bottled in the United States. That's right. This is the famous Budweiser beer. King of beers. King of beers. Cheers. 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 For better or worse, cheers. (laughs) I actually think the first couple sips are delicious. I know that's going back a long ways. Tapping into some fond memories. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? Yeah. 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 There'll be an explanation coming. It's it's open. We're enjoying it. And, And I actually have to admit that I really like the first few sips. So our segment, this is one of our original concepts for our podcast, going back to the week we were sitting on a beach in Puerto Penasco, Mexico. We talked about iconic people, moments, things from back in the day, which have become part of our cultural perception, for better or worse. Uh, Some have held up against the test of time. Some, maybe that can be put in question. Uh, But they were marvels for the time they got to shine. So we're going way back. We're going to wax nostalgic. In a recurring segment, how cool was this week? It's my turn, and I'm going back to an iconic figure that my father loved. Maybe that's why the Budweiser's feeling just right tonight. Yep. Uh, I'm sure that's why I idolized him early on, too. But first, let's get a word from our friend Ryan. Hey, everyone. The Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is back for season four. Coffee, entrepreneurship, and coffee education. Listen to the show on your favorite podcast platforms, or subscribe to the newsletter at roastwestcoast.com, and we'll send it to you every time a new episode drops. Be sure to drink good coffee, and don't forget to subscribe at roastwestcoast.com. You know, thanks to the exclusive Beechwood aging process, this taste and smoothness and drinkability, you, you can't find this in any other beer at any other price. That's true. That says it right there on the bottle. That makes it true. I read it, therefore I know it's true. That's true. I will say the price was was. Quite 
quite reasonable. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> oh, sure. From buying all the craft beer we yeah. buy, yeah. where it's uh, you know, fifteen ninety nine for a four pack. Yeah. yeah, this was nothing. I'm like, oh. I don't know if I want to go. What if someone sees me? It goes uh, back to your college day bargains. Oh right? my! Yeah. I, I do believe this is the number one selling beer in Canada as well. That's what maybe the number one selling beer in America. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked that up, but a twelve uh, pack was three dollars more than a six pack. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> trickle down. Much thought needed there. Trickle down <laughs> economics. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so here's some teasers. This cultural icon was born in San Francisco in 1930. He was a board student, held back a year. His family relocated to the Pacific Northwest. He did a number of menial labor-intensive work-type uh, jobs, which led him back to California to try something different. He enrolled at Los Angeles City College, but dropped out after two semesters when he got the acting bug. He dug uh, swimming pools, drove cement trucks to make ends meet early on, and in 1955, he landed his first non-credited roles in the film's Tarantula, which I have seen. Have you? That's surprising. <laughs> uh, and I've seen the mystery science version of it, which nice. is also good. And Revenge of the Creature. So Ooh. B movies. Yeah. And he had the smallest parts. He didn't even get in the credits. But it's a start, right? Right. Got to get your foot in the door. Remember that, kids. Life lessons right here on uh, ILB. After 40 plus films, he finally was awarded an Oscar nomination and an Oscar win in 1992, 37 years after the debut of Tarantula at age 62. So that's putting in the work. Another life lesson. Yeah. You Just put in the work. Started. Come on now. Yeah. You got my guy? Got your guy. Clinton Eastwood Jr. Mm-hmm. The man, the myth. Oscar recognition was for Unforgiven. That very I've rewatched it recently. Dark. Yeah. Dark. But what a great movie. movie. Yeah. It is. But dark. Uh, must see if you're a fan of the genre. It's, it takes that old Shane story of the the gunfighter that doesn't want to be a gunfighter anymore and makes it, he drives it a lot deeper. So how does this beer fit into it? Well, I remember being a young man and watching a, a number. I think it was a few Dirty Harry series that came out. And the good guys always drink Budweiser and the bad guys drink Coors. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Well, that, that, that's, that's how that's it, what it was. Yeah, it was yeah, that was the contract. <laughs> this is the king of beers. Eastwood once said he loved beer, but the froth gets up his nose. And uh, he was famously the man with no name in the Spaghetti Westerns. And he claimed one time that uh, his favorite beer was the beer with no name. I did look up some Clint Eastwood beers. 101 North Brewing makes a three-pack of homage beers to Clint Eastwood. Dirty Hoppy, Three Hops for Sister Mary, and Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice play. In his hometown of Carmel, California, the Hog's Breath Inn serves Pale Rider Pale Ale. Oh, nice. Subsidiary, subsidiary of Miller, but okay. Depending on what movie and at what time period, I think he was under contract with different beer brands. Uh, he'd be drinking Olympia, Budweiser, PBR, or Coors. All of those were featured in different films. So I went with the Budweiser since it was a good call. Dad's beer too. Yeah. Clint's son Scott says Dad's a he's really big into light beer. I've never seen him drink an IPA. Scott said, and then I found out Scott Eastwood's part owner of Beer Made Here Brewing in Colorado. Hmm. So, hmm. what do you know? Interesting. So, that's the beer part. So how cool was Clint Eastwood back in the day? Let's start with Westerns. Uh, Westerns gave Eastwood his style that made him so cool. He was in those spaghetti Westerns. There were a whole bunch of them. That helped create Eastwood as that silent but deadly figure. Originally, those were just shown in Italy, so his voice was dubbed. And to minimize the silliness of a dubbed voice, they cut more and more of his lines, <laughs> which I suppose would drive an actor a bit nuts. <laughs> but it made, he made up for it because he learned how to have that glare and the smirks and the yeah. really slow, purposeful movements and facial expressions when you think of Clint Eastwood, right? right. <laughs> just kind of shooting you a look. Might be deadly. It might be uh, cynical, but 
He can do a lot with a look. So when he shows up in Western shown to American audiences, his few but meaningful words were definitely played up to make him something way different than, you know, those Western icons before John Wayne and Gary Cooper's that got up and monologued from their horses. Uh, No, he didn't monologue. He quipped one-liners. Good and the bad, the ugly might be the quintessential Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western or, or quintessential. There you go. I don't know Very if that's good. trademarked, but yeah, yeah, well, think, well, it, it is now. Mark. Yeah, and I think talent will agree with me. The greatest Western, maybe the greatest Western period, but the greatest Clint Eastwood Western. It's close, but I would probably go Outlaw Josie Wales. All right, that fully embodies how cool Eastwood was. Movies tagline: An Army of One. Yeah, it's a Western. It's a vendetta. It's a man on the run story all at once. So. Full of those one-liners too. So probably my favorite one-liner out of uh, Outlaw Josie Wales. Listen to this Eastwood one-liner. I'm looking for Josie Wales. That'll be me. You're wanted, Wales. I reckon I'm right popular. <laughs> you a bounty hunter? Man, he's got to do something for a living these days. Dying ain't much of a living boy. That is true. Oh, that is what, true. A, what a yeah, badass. Yeah. Dying ain't much of a living yeah. boy. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. That just that gave me good. chills. Isn't that good? <laughs> and then the music. <laughs> That's my favorite one-liner from the movie, but this is a close second. Wish we have time to bear them, fellas. The hell with them fellas. Buzzards got to eat, same as worms. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard you heard the spit, right? I heard yeah. the spit. That's <laughs> the part of that. Yeah. Just, just like, you can, no one said more with spitting than he said in that movie. <laughs> Buzzards got to eat, same as worms. Same as the worms. <laughs> so philosophical question, is spitting considered a one-liner? In that movie, it is. All right, yeah, you, you can get his disdain for anything and everything in that movie from who, who he spits on or just like that would be the pause in the conversation. That's how he would he would respond to something. Right, right. Right. I'm thinking like the ones where he hits the dog in the head. You know, the dog all comes up. It's like a little nice moment and he just <laughs> spits right on the dog's head or the scorpion's there and he hits the scorpion. and Oh, he was a dead aim. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. really good. Yeah. I found this clip. Someone uh, with lots of time on their hand on the YouTubes put this together. It's called The Art of Spitting. I just happen to have the perfect thing here for Frank. Which one is on just about everything, huh? It can do most anything. Comes in the stains. Hell with them fellas. Buzzards gotta eat, same as worms. And our people were dying. Yep. That goes on for like three minutes. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I think we got the the feel. We got the, the gist. we got the the sp- yeah ahead of it. In the movie, if whale spits in your direction, you're about to be killed. You're in trouble. If he spits on your head, you're already dead. Yeah. Unless you're a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so he has his western success. Eastwood spun that into the Dirty Harry's persona, the loose cannon cop genre derived from Dirty Harry. Rules are wrong. We need someone to fix it. And, and, he, and he's the guy. Gave Eastwood a whole new level of cool because now he wore suits, jacket and tie. Right. Longer hair, bigger gun, yeah. and lots more new Much one-liners. Yeah. 
This is the most famous one, I think. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. But Ian, this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? <laughs> what do you remember from those movies? Just fantastic. Just swagger. Yeah. Swagger. The ultimate right. swagger. Yeah. yeah. Always the police chief in his face about he's doing things mm-hmm. wrong, and then they just totally condescending of his bosses and yeah. which brings up this clip which showcases the quintessential trademarked nice. cool and i never had to take my gun out of its holster once i'm proud of that well, you're a good man lieutenant good man always knows his limitations <laughs> <laughs> how many work meetings have you wanted to oh, say that, that to someone who's a superior <laughs> when they say this can't be done or you can't do that well well not for you uh, yeah. Good, good for you that you know your limitations. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I kind of had that wound up and could play that yeah. as needed. Yeah, <laughs> solid. And then comedy. Yep, he can do it all, every which way but loose. Added like third level cool because now he's a backstreet brawler with an orangutan as a pet. Which, by the way, I, I really wanted to have as a pet at some point. Right, <laughs> I'm over it. But <laughs> yeah, it, that's uh, probably a good idea. Know. Great music too. Yes, right. Comedy chops. Come on. The granny with the shotgun. Yeah. yeah. The the incompetent motorcycle game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so didn't, wa- didn't the orangutan shoot too? No, he's be punches. right right turn, Clyde. Right turn. No, no, yeah. besides that, didn't he pick up the gun ones? <laughs> I don't remember that. I feel like you did. That seems dangerous. I think you should. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think but it was the seventies, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so renegade renegade cop. Renegade. I'm gonna make up words. This Budweiser's going down smooth. Yeah, it's nice. Renegade cop. Gunslinger, both very cool. But for me, it was Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Highway that summed up cool. And I think because the other movies earlier were my dad's movies that I felt like I was getting to to watch with him or he was sharing them with right. me. You know, now you're old enough to see this. Now you're old enough to see that. It was 1986, Heartbreak Ridge felt like this yeah. is the first Clint Eastwood movie that I get to no, see, sure, right? Yeah. That, oh, this one's for me, right? You remember that movie? Oh, I love that movie. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah. Had a great beer story, uh... Shower guy Paul and I used to always ride the um, mountain bike classic at Camp Pendleton. And we rode it all through Camp Pendleton. Just it's a ride that would destroy you. But we were taking a break under the shade of a tree and talking about Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. And up out of the grass, like four Marines just stood up <laughs> nice. holding uh, their rifles. And, and then they went right back down, almost like a Disney yeah, animatronic. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, not the place to stop for yeah. pee. Yeah. <laughs> But we got back and we were just so jazzed from yeah. riding around Camp Pendleton and, and yeah. hanging out in the uh, beer garden, talking to Marines after the the ride that we got home and we're like, we got to watch Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. And that was video store days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, right. So we, had it. we rode down to the Safeway, picked up each a 12 pack of, all right, here's a flashback beer, Red Wolf. Oh, yeah. Oh, Budweiser's yeah. Red yeah. Ale that was out for about a year. Yeah. We had a 12-pack of that. We sell our bikes because we couldn't drive at this point. <laughs> we had too much time in the beer garden. So we're trying to ride on our bikes, balancing the 12 packs, going to three, four different video stores. No one had Heartbreak Lock Ridge. Oh. So we're, we're destroyed. Like, this, that was our goal. So we go back. Well, well, we'll just reenact it. <laughs> we know all the lines. And we're drinking our 12-pack of uh, 
our two 12 packs of Red Wolf, and Julie turns on the TV, and guess what's on TV? Awesome. <laughs> Heartbreak Ah, oh, fantastic. And I went to tell Paul, because he had gone to the, uh, probably shouldn't tell this part. <laughs> he had gone to the bathroom. We hadn't seen him in a little while. <laughs> He's just passed out on the bathroom floor. <laughs> hey, Heartbreak Ridge. It was a long yeah. day. Yeah. Improvise. Great adapt. movie. Yeah, improvise, adapt, overcome. Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Highway. Here he is introducing himself to his new battalion. My name is Gunnery Sergeant Highway, and I've drunk more beer and pissed more blood, and banged more quiff, busted more... <laughs> all you numbnuts put together. <laughs> now, Major Powers has put me in charge of this recon platoon. We take care of ourselves. You couldn't take care of a wet dream. <laughs> God loves you. I know that. You men do not impress me. Recon platoon kicks butt. Ow. You ladies think you can slip and slide just because your last sergeant was a pussy. A short timer was just marking the days were queer bait. You're gonna start acting like Marines right now. Who invited you? I'm not doing this because I want to take long showers with you assholes. <laughs> and I don't want to get my head shot off in some faraway land because you don't habla, comprende? Nice. <laughs> oh I'm here to tell you all that life as you know it has ended. You might as well all go to town tonight. You might as well laugh and make fools of yourself. Rub your pathetic little peckers up against your honey or, or stick in the knot hole in the fence. But whatever it is, get rid of it because at 0600 tomorrow, your ass is mine. <laughs> nice. As school teachers, we don't get yeah. to do that. No, no, in our heads, no. we be thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's not yeah. not our way of going no. about our business. That's funny. At the end of the movie, uh, Gunny's asked his assessment of a, an operation that's not going well, and it's a line that I've thought about in so many of our staff meetings when someone's asked, what do you think of the situation? And, and veteran teachers like us that have seen it all, one way or the other, maybe more than once, it's kind of what I always want to say, but again, you filter it in your head and you come out right. with a more politically correct way of saying it. But go ahead, Gunny's assessment. What's your assessment of this alert? It's a clusterfuck. <laughs> That's it, straight to the point. Uh. <laughs> all summed up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, we get to say that all the time in my job. You guys don't have that. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we get to say no, it all no. the time. This is a real clusterfuck here today. I just say it's a cluster. Yeah, leave out the other part. Leave it. But I know, what I, I know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to go down that that the yeah. primrose yeah. path. Yeah. I'm afraid I won't throw on the brakes in time. That's true. <laughs> Joe's come up in your line of work. Um, I would say yeah. <laughs> Behind the scenes, yeah. I don't know anybody has a job yeah. that doesn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> so I know Pell Rider is one of your favorites, talent. Yeah, actually, I was going through and making some notes as you're going through here, and and the two that I really enjoy. And it's one that just kind of came to me because you started talking about some of his liners, and he was such. It was in the line of fire where he's in the Secret mm -hmm. Service. Yeah. I think that's a great movie. But but Pale Rider, you know that whole one, you know preacher, preacher. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. The I, work I, he does with a two by four. Oh my gosh, it, that is such a a a. I you know that that's when I said it was close between Outlaw Josie Wells is definitely my favorite, but Pale Rider's right there with it. And I think that's because the same kind of similar to you is that I remember my dad actually sitting like we had a weekend and I think my mom was out of town. It was very rare. It never happened. And she wasn't, my dad's like, okay, we're, and he brought in good, the bad and the ugly. And we sat down and watched good, the bad ah, and the ugly nice. together. So it was cool. And then I found outlaw Josie Wales kind of on my own. And I mean, I probably watched that movie. I can't even count the number of times I watched that movie. Mm -hmm. And then pale rider was the same way. And it's one of those ones. If I see it on TV, I will stop 
and that I'll watch the whole thing again. <laughs> right. I'm pretty but, sure I saw Pale Rider and Silverado as a double feature. The oh, my Silverado, oh, my not gosh. Clint Eastwood, but another phenomenal. Yeah, another uh, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's he he is uh, pretty unbelievable. And you know what's amazing? I think the duration of his career, which is incredible, and no one can do a line or put together profanities like Clint Eastwood can. And that's why actually, and this is kind of funny because I saw this movie and I actually went out and bought it right after I saw it because it was honest. I'm like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I've never watched it again because I'm afraid it will not live up. <laughs> not know, oh, not live up to to what it is. I know and where that, you're going, oh, and it will. It will. Okay, because I well, it's funny because you you sent a little blurb, and I watched that little bit again, and I just want to go. Okay, I got to watch this again because I honestly I thought I felt like we're you, free when you want to sit down. And watch oh, you it. can't you can't do better with it than that than that <laughs> Tell, movie. What movie are you talking oh, about? Gran Torino. Yeah. That guy, his acting. No one can put profanities together <laughs> the way he can put profanities together in that. That is like poetic, whatever you want to call it. It's just poetry. And the, the whole time I'm watching that movie, I'm like, he's he's no longer outlawed Josie Whale. No. He's no longer Dirty Harry's. He's yeah. an old, old bitter man. man. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing missing is for him to say, get off my lawn. Oh. And then they hit you with yes. it in the movie. Yeah. But the way he says it. Here, oh, here we go. What the hell is this? Get off my lawn. <laughs> Listen, old man, you don't want to fuck with me. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Are you fucking crazy? Go back in the house. Yeah, I blow a hole in your face and then I go in the house and I sleep like a baby. You can count on that. We used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. Okay. <laughs> you better watch your back. It's crazy. Thank you. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it honestly, but it's really that's exactly what it is. I saw it, I bought it. And I got rid of most of like the Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff just because you don't need them anymore. But I actually kept that one, and it's still like in the cellophane wrap. I've never watched it because I'm just worried. Like like so many of my movies in my mind that are so much better. When I watch them. I go, well, that wasn't as good. Backyard movie at Tom's house with the volume and loud yeah, enough for all the neighbors, neighbors to enjoy. Will, there you go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. neighbors will love it. Oh, he had some great beer quotes in that movie. Yes, he did. He was at Pabst Blue Ribbon yeah. was the uh, beer in yeah. that movie. No, he he was phenomenal in that movie. One beer quote was, "Well, not Pabst, but there's plenty of beer." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have to drink something, and he follows that up with "might as well drink with strangers rather than drink alone." That's right. Yeah. He starts the the walls start to break down. Uh-huh. So, uh, does this lead us to the question, what happened? Because <laughs> then he's talking to a stool. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, I try not to think of that. Would we yeah. just let that? Because that's not the actor. That's not right. That, that's the man. And well, sometimes and then, the man's in the tub at seven in the morning yeah, with right. a cigar, and sometimes he's talking to a to a stool. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I think like even if you've watched some of his more recent movies, like The Mule and Sons, they they don't like. It's funny. I saw it and I get so excited. You know, it's oh my gosh, Clint Eastwood movie, and eh, not not quite at the mm-hmm. level. So that's why I'm, I'm remembering Gran Torino and and Bat. That's okay, what I, that's what I kind of remember him for. Was it Firefox? Was that that one? That was another one. Yeah. That was yeah, when that was we good. snuck into that one. At the yeah. Spencer, Spencer and I snuck into, and we must have been sixth grade or seventh grade. We 
Yeah, we weren't supposed to see that one, but yeah. we saw something we were allowed to see, the Muppet Show or something, yeah. and then <laughs> and then he goes across the hall. There. Yeah, and we snuck in and watched that. And we thought we were pretty, pretty cool pretty for having cool. snuck into that one. That that was just Top Gun before there was Top Gun. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So um, some of it holds up. Yeah, some of it's a little cringy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Some of it you go, oh Ooh. wow, okay, <laughs> all right. It's a role he's playing. Yeah, <laughs> <It> right. May... <laughs> but how cool was Clint Eastwood? Pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, he's up. He's got to be at the top of cool, according to you at the beginning of the the show. A ten. He's a ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Cheers. I'll give, give it ten. Okay. Shawshank of cool. <laughs> yes, he is definitely. <laughs> How about a word from our friend Travis at the Brewer's Tap Room? Hey guys, it's Travis with the Brewer's Tap Room in Encinitas, California. Come out and join us for our five-year celebration. We will have five weeks in a row of awesome beer releases and fun events in between. And we will end the whole celebration with a chili cook-off. What else could you need? Look forward to seeing you at the Brewer's Tap Room. Come in, have a beer on the patio, and enjoy yourself. Thank you, Travis. I drank my whole Budweiser, and because a 12-pack was just only 3 or $4 more than the 6-pack, I got eight more at home after sharing with you guys. <laughs> Lucky me. I enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah. And I know that it has some of the nostalgia, but also maybe I've made it out to be worse than I, it actually and you remember, is. Yeah. Well, and you're starting with it. You're not finishing with it. Oh, so. that that is such a good point, if this was my first. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Remember just a moment to rate us and review us wherever you get our podcast. Of course, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Learn more about us. Buy swag at the ilikebeerthepodcast.com website. Links in our social media. We'd love to keep drinking. But right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.